How's everybody doing? Uh, welcome to another live. Thank you for joining us. I hope you all had a great weekend, even though I was just live yesterday. For most of you, uh, you, you just saw me yesterday, so it's no big deal. But uh, I, we're, today we're going to talk about multiple things. I have multiple lives today. And one of the biggest things I've been wanting to talk about and people have been asking me about is the food pyramid, uh, the new food pyramid for, uh, for America, which I do find just to be rather funny because I, I the three things listed as the worst in their example are like the three things that make up a huge portion of my diet. But with me today is Patrick Will. Can you uh, introduce yourself? He, he runs the, uh, the podcast Willcast, and I've been on it multiple times, but please introduce yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Alan. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, I'm really excited to see this new food pyramid. Um, I I am Patrick Will, as Alan said. I have done TikTok for a couple of years, recently started Willcast, where I have uh, authentic long-form conversations with influential people about a wide range of topics that really are um that i hope to do is is to to spread some some self-improvement um and uh, i've had alan on a couple of times always been a pleasure to talk to him so and now we're here so when you talk about self-improvement with people is it that like uh like what what do you think like and how old are you feeling am i asking i'm 24 24 so you're you're around my son's age what do you think your generation like I, it's probably a little different because it's probably where you've seen a, a different aspect of it. Is it like a, is a more global thing for people in your age bracket to act like our, our people in America act at your age bracket? Or like since you've been around more, what, what do you think? I think it's definitely globally. Um, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it's self-improvement on all aspects of, of life. I'm a very naturally curious person. And, you know, as I just said, I'm 24. So, you know, it's it's like how much life experience do I really have, which is why I love having smart people on to to that are typically much older than me or are experts in some areas mm -hmm. um, that can really share their wisdom um, with me and the audience. So as and, and explain, explain where you're from and then where you live now and like that. Yeah, I am from Denmark, and I do live in Denmark still. Um, I lived in Florida uh, for four months uh, last year in 2022, um, but I have I was born and, and raised in Denmark, uh, Europe, a very socialistic country, um, pretty different from America. So it was a very interesting experience to to see, especially in Florida. Um, me and Alan also talked about the pandemic which was non-existent in Florida, whereas right before I left, uh, Denmark had so many restrictions uh, regarding the pandemic. So it was a real culture shock, actually. I tell people about that all the time. Like, you know, my biggest concerns about the pandemic really weren't like they didn't really affect me all that much because, you know, we, we stopped pandemicing like in May of 2020, you know, where I'm mm. at. Like I, we were, I mean, and people painted it in very, very, it was different in each area. I had I didn't really go to an area of Florida in the last couple of years. It wasn't pretty open. If you saw a lot of people wearing masks and stuff like that, it was more, they were from out of town, you know, mm. than anything. Um, you know, but beyond that, you lived here for a couple of months. Was, how much difference was there in the food from where you live to here? It was crazy. It was so crazy. Like the, the one thing that struck me that was really crazy was the bread. Like, 
almost all the bread in the aisles had so much sugar in it, which is mm -hmm. you don't really find in Denmark. Uh, we're we're really like Danish people eat a lot of healthy bread. I would say, even though I I'm I, I I'm a big believer in, in keto actually, so I'm mm -hmm. not really on the whole carbohydrate thing. But uh, the bread was really different. And very interestingly, I, I worked as an intern at uh, a tennis academy mm -hmm. and I was served uh, breakfast, <laughs> uh, lunch and dinner there. And it was really surprising the diet that these kids on this tennis academy was served. They're, they're athletes, so you would think that they would get some really healthy food, right? But it was mm -hmm. chugged with pasta and heavy cheese and a lot of processed food which really really surprised me like um and and so you, you hit on something that i always point out too like bread here is like cake like like technically like it would be more like your cakes right yeah and i just don't think people understand that to, to like for america and it, this kind of goes along with it it's kind of a travesty when people start When people start not realizing like how systemically bad like healthcare is in, in, in pretty much globally, because even while there's a lot of countries that have socialized med socialized medical care, the best the best treatment for anything is prevention, hundred mm. percent. And I just I think that globally, as the global corporations kind of move more towards uh, you know seeping into just about every sector and every country of society. I do believe that like in the guise of socialism, you'll see that people don't necessarily take care of themselves. It's very strange to me how like we have a we have a lot of people in America, especially that believe in one payer system, everything like that. And I used to be myself completely for um, a one payer system. I, I came from the healthcare industry and I was totally for we should have, you know, if, if it could, you know, if you would just take a flat percentage and have it cover everything, that would be great. Uh, but they won't do that. Because that limits the number of the, the amount of profit for healthcare, right? Mm. And I just don't find it possible coming from the healthcare industry for a country to have healthcare for profit and socialized medicine. It's just, I, you know, it's, it doesn't, at some point in time, the only thing that's left to give is the treatment of the patient. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a crazy thing, especially when we don't have a buy in for people to try to live in the healthiest way possible to prevent medical to prevent needing the medical care. And I just find it like, like, is there more like in, in Denmark, is there more of an emphasis on uh, like activity moving around? Like when, when, when you, when you got over here, would you say there was more fat people here or less fat people than what you were used to in Denmark? Yeah, there were, was definitely more obese people in America, um, like body shapes that I've never seen before in real life. It's that true also too, like body shapes you've never seen. Like we, I just, I'm almost amazed. And this is going to sound awfully harsh, but you're on TikTok, right? So you probably see some of the fat, you probably even got attacked by some of the fat acceptance TikTok for even knowing me. But, <laughs> but I think it's very telling when like, there's some, I'll probably do a video about her later, but there's this one young woman who basically was given like a Martin Luther King style sermon about fat being fat phobic on, on TikTok. Right. And I, it struck me like I had just watched a video of a really fat man right before her and they were like built the exact same. You know what I mean? Like it's almost gotten to the point where you can almost like 
when the guys are 350 pounds, have big boobs from you know fat boobs and a, the belly and everything like that, it's almost like indistinguishable between them and a fat woman. Mm. Um, and that's, I think it's just kind of tragic, but also I, I, I'm almost, I'm amazed that we are not seeing like the immediate urgency of this when we have people like, you've never even seen some of the shapes of people that were over here before. Like that's yeah. kind of crazy to me where I just wonder where, like where we're going to go to. And you would think that, especially after the pandemic, that health would be the, predominant thing like preventative health would be the predominant thing on most people's mind as you know it's a global thing and i think some countries have taken it like hey maybe we should walk more we should do this but instead of that our current our country in the efforts to try to get people like you to visit again this is our new food pyramid um so th this this is the new government funded food pyramid that we have uh oh in america God. lucky and charms I are healthier than steak yeah um, if you take a look at this and this, all this, this chart comes from this information. Here's some, uh, some results pulled out of the tough food compass. And that's based off the limitations for food compass study. Okay. So this is a government funded study that for recommendations on how to grade healthy food, ground beef, cheddar cheese, and whole eggs, fried in butter are the things to be most minimized. The thumbnail for this video, by the way, was the top of my shopping cart for real yesterday. Like, and it is uh, probably, I just cooked off uh, like five or six pounds of ground meat to eat for the day. I then drained off its fat. I saved that fat for uh, tallow to then use to cook other things with. I'm gonna cook off the bacon. I'll save the bacon fat also. And the butter, uh, I honestly, I don't use that much butter because I use bacon fat and tallow a lot, but mm. I did buy the butter just because I'm not afraid of whole butter. Um, and I bought some eggs and I basically like had to sell a kidney and I, and I bought some eggs because our, our egg prices are so high now, but I'm just kind of fucking fuck. It's got me, this chart's got me fucked up in that. And then me and you're going to enter some deep conversation because me and you normally have some here. <laughs> And I think it's good to get a global perspective because we're, this is a global problem that we're starting to have that just manifests itself in America more, I think, because we're stupider. Like we, we America, we're, we are so arrogant in America that we think that everybody else is dumb. Uh, but this this goes goes to show if you can, if you think for a fucking second, if you have to get it in your mind that for one fucking second that frosted mini wheats. Chocolate-covered almonds, Honey Nut Cheerios, sweet potato fries or chips, Lucky Charms, and canned pineapple and heavy syrup and almond M&Ms are somehow things that are healthier and should be avoided less than ground beef. If you can't tell that that is like, a, like something that a corporation would tell somebody to say so they can sell these products... You've got to be pretty fucking stupid at this stage. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm, we've got to, at some point in time, get over this thing where we think that these corporations aren't just trying to make money off people because I just can't find another reason why anybody would think for a second that such massively processed items with such high amounts of ultra processed carbohydrates and, and such ultra processed foods would be in any way healthier than ground beef. Ground beef, I just, I, I don't even understand.
that's actually really really scary i mean it, it doesn't it take like a, a, a certain like when i when i showed this to people because i have clients all around the world dude so i mean like i have clients in japan south korea everything like that when i showed this to them they were like is this a joke like like are, are you kind of kidding like no motherfucker i didn't make this chart this is an actual thing and you've just got to be kind of dumb to not realize that the corporations are in charge at this point you know the outside aspect of and and, you, and i want you to be as honest with my audience and people don't hate him if you're from america but i want you to be as honest with the audience as possible how is how are americans viewed when it comes to stuff like this like like are we like re, like because a lot of my clients say we just kind of accept that most americans are stupid you know like how, yeah is that is that pretty much the common consensus about america throughout the globe it, it is um and I, I often speak about because I love America. Um, I'm pretty biased. Um, and whenever I speak about I want to come to America, to live in America, people are always like, shut the fuck up. Like Americans are stupid. Um, Americans are overweight. And that's like dumb and overweight are like the two things I hear the most. But this, that's the stereotypes of America yeah. for, 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 the, for the world. Um, dumb, and and it, people, by the way, people, if you don't think America is dumb, when we're talking about other people, almost everybody around the globe, almost everybody speaks two languages at least. Like almost every other country, make sure that their people speak at least two languages, right? Yeah. We barely speak one. Like we barely fucking speak English. That's no, that's no shit. We barely speak one. And the fucking arrogance I find, and I'm I am like I'm a diehard. I love America, and all like that. But we've got to check ourselves because we our arrogance is about to fuck us up here really bad, right? Uh, for us to think that like everybody else is stupid is, in the world is pretty fucking stupid. Uh, I mean, we need to gut check ourselves really fast or we're about to politically correct and eat ourselves out of existence. Like we are extremely weak right now because of things like this. This chart is out fucking rages. This chart is what I would give to somebody if I wanted them to be sickly. Like if I wanted somebody to go on pharmaceutical medications, I would. Is that another thing you notice? Like the amount of drugs that people are on over here? Yeah. But I mean, like, like antidepressants are just handed out like chiclets here. Yeah. Like in the rest of the world, it's not like that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just, I'm so surprised. I'm really astonished by that list. Like I can't even believe that not only are they some of those things at the top, but they're even on the list. Like how do, how do they even make the list? Yeah, like like who put them there? Like you can't. Uh, we're, we're, Cheerios is a name brand. Lucky Charms is a brand. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like for these things to be like, it's just fucking M and M's, right? Yeah. Yeah, M and M's. It's a brand. Oh so, my god. Like there's like you can't possibly look at this as them wanting us healthy. They like I keep trying to impress upon people that they want us. They want people weak and sickly, like. Where you're, where you're from, just as a different perspective. Yeah. What would you say the number of people your age, like that are on some sort of uh, uh, on some sort of mood stabilizer, antidepressant, stuff like that? Is it pervasive, or is it like a, a, an exception? Like how, about how many? Like out of t- ten people your age, what percentage mm. of them are on some sort of antidepressant? It's a really good question. Um, it's complete speculation, but I think more and more people my age are actually getting on antidepressants or some sort of anxiety medication. Uh, I would probably say 
maybe three out of ten, actually. I would almost guarantee. I would almost. I don't have the number in front of me, but I would bet you, out of your age bracket, I would bet you it's at least fifty percent, if not into the seventy-five percentile range mm. in America. So when you start people down that road, and instead of telling them to fix lifestyle and you know try to adjust their their mood and hormones via exercise and and, and good food, but instead tell them to eat some frosted mini wheats, you know, or or some honey nut Cheerios. You know, I, I find it hilarious that frosted mini wheats is right above unsweetened almond milk. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the unsweetened almond milk is somehow less healthy than the frosted sugar yeah. mini wheats. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at all. This, I mean, it's so crazy. Th- yeah. So, egg substitute, egg substitute fried in vegetable oil is way healthier than a whole egg fried in butter. Yeah. I'm surprised they got kale at the top, though. <laughs> kale and watermelon. Yeah. Like, it's like they, they thought, like, we've got to. It has to look people. somewhat legit. <laughs> yeah, it has to right? look somewhat, something like we're just not trying to, like, literally, we, you know, we couldn't put Crisco up there, just, you know, or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Uh, wow. But I just, I find this to be so egregiously, like, pro- it's such propaganda. Like, I yeah. mean, this, this is literally propaganda to get people sickly. It's, do you think, Alan, do you think if something like this was published in a very socialistic country like Denmark, for example, do you think we would start because it it's I think it's like people love shortcuts, right? They love mm-hmm. to be let like people don't like to think for themselves. Do you think if this was published in a de- country like Denmark or any of the other countries uh, that you have clients from and you, t- you you speak to that we would start? actually believing and living lifestyles like that i i think that people like to a sad degree in the last 30 years people have become lemmings people people will follow what they're told uh to just and the nth degree and they get massively tribal about it too like uh like our polit- our political system especially is very telling about it like people like people retort back and forth in our political system of Well, like the president, the, the president was found having documents he shouldn't have. Well, so did this person. Like when, in fact, instead of defending people like like viscerally because you're trying to defend your like your belief, we should have open-minded belief system of the evidence. Like, what does the evidence show? And then be be willing to admit like when you're wrong. Like, fuck, man, I mean, I I started this whole fucking channel trying to be super super strong, and I had to like come out and just say I, I got this all wrong. This was stupid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm, I'm amazed people won't do that. I think with the advent of social media, like like you basically grew up with social media. Yeah. That people only want to sh- like show themselves in the best possible light at all times, no matter what. Like yeah. their social image via social media is massively important. So they can't ever have the, the appearance of being wrong. Um, and it's easy to pick a side than be the voice that stands in between. Like I, I'm seeing this, I see this firsthand all the time, like, because I'm not, or I'm definitely not a Democrat and you can't really call me a Republican, even though I voted for our, our Republicans. I'm more of an independent voter. Uh, and I believe in like the constitution, our, our freedom for, I believe in freedom first, you know, which is mm. another reason why I can never live in a socialist country. But um, I think that the problem is that people, for the most part, social media has made it, it's like a mind virus where people want to just follow instead of think, even though 
the weird thing is you would think with the wealth of world of knowledge in your hand, like in a, in a, in a cell yeah, phone. Very ironic, use, right? People would use that more to educate themselves. I do think, dude, that like the things about socialist countries with socialized medicine, they'll step in the way of something like this because they would rather not like you. It's what I said earlier. You cannot have socialized or you cannot, you can't have medicine for all and have people not participate in that, in the health of that, like in the prevent, in the prevention of that, because that if the idea is equality, that is not equality. Like, because if people, some, like some people, if they're not, if they don't take their health seriously, disproportionately burden the system and for there to be equality of, you know, for there to be true equality, there has to be equality of input versus output type thing. You know what I mean? Mm. And it was one thing if, as you get older or you're in an accident or something like that, then the healthcare system takes care of you because they would take care of anybody that was older or got to an accident. But if it's a matter of like somebody your age, like why should you have to be burdened more or the system be burdened more than you would, you take care of yourself, but somebody your age that weighs 200 pounds more than you is much more likely to be using healthcare resources that all of a sudden you might need should for no, for no, no choice of your own. So mm -hmm. I find it where socialized countries may not. I mean, when you look at places like China and stuff like that, they try to keep a lot of their people as healthy as possible. Um, I think to a great degree, we uh, we emotionally weaken people in America and emotion and we allow emotional weakness, which leads to physical weakness. And then we use stuff like this thing, the, this, this food chart to let them medicate themselves. I just have a, I, I don't I. I don't know enough about living where you like in places like that, I guess, to speak where would you guys adopt it? But to a great degree, it is from what I've seen, it's less acceptable uh, to be fat in other countries. Like I know like people think that we're super fat phobic here in America, but people in Europe are just told straight up, you're too fat, lose weight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not a, it's not a thing, you know? And I just, uh, yeah, it's like China even has. He's just said China has a social credit deduction for eating too much. That if you if you want socialization, it will eventually get there. Like here's what the, what people don't understand. I think the the implementation of socialism in America, what they're trying to do, they're trying to make it seem like it'll all be like it'll all be good, and you'll have all these things. You can eat whatever you want. We'll take care of you no matter what, everything like that, until the gate closes. Because once the gate closes on truly socialist countries especially when they have like suspected and or known corrupt leadership is they don't stay calm. They don't say socialist for long. They turn communist and then, and then communist slash dictator, dictator or, or even oligarchical, you know, and we're, we're fairly close to like an oligarchical system in America where the very rich people decide what happens to the peasants, which is us. Right. Mm. But when that happens, when they take control and everything is their money and we own nothing, they'll want to spend as little of their money as possible on us. You get what I'm saying? So they will pretty much demand people be healthy, you know, because eventually, eventually like they'll have made enough money from the fattened cows. Like right now we're going through this little phase with a bunch of weight loss drugs and surgeries. I've like, we, we just approved weight loss surgery for 13 year olds and weight loss drugs for 12 year olds in America. The same time that this chart comes out telling you to eat more frosted mini wheats. Wow. Like, if you can't tell that they want you fat and they want you on prescriptions, and they want you in, in our healthcare system. I mean, we have a whole different, different area than, you know, than, than what, what you guys got going on. 
Like mm. there's like th this, th this chart that you and I just looked at is like literal evidence that they want you sick to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I can't, under I can't like, we are in the same timeline <laughs> where we were told that we had needed to close down the entirety of our country and fuck up our economy pretty much permanently to protect our healthcare system. And then they're telling you to eat, uh, honey nut Cheerios and frosted mini wheats before you would dare eat anything like a boiled or poached egg. Like boiled, I got a newsflash for you. For a boiled egg to not be like viewed as something you should have every day for most people shows very little lack, very little knowledge. I mean, it shows a just impressive lack of knowledge for anybody that knows anything about nutrition. A poached egg is literally just the egg white and the egg yolk without any extra fats from the cooking or anything like that for it to be under, like it is, it is deemed as less healthy than lucky charms yeah. and, you know, egg substitute. So egg substitute fried in vegetable oil is supposedly healthier than a poached egg or a boiled egg. Like th this, this, this chart, th th I, this is an attack on the people basically. I mean, and people won't take it seriously. Like I, I thought it would be a neat, pair, uh, a, I, I thought it would be a neat contrast because you're not from here for me to show you this. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing that your people like from, from Denmark, if this, if they were told to eat like this, I would have a hard time, hard time believing they wouldn't be like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, yeah, you're right. I do think though, um, socialistic countries but i don't know but i feel like i've always had this thought that in socialistic countries people like to be led more because life is really easy in denmark like you get handed everything to you uh if you like free healthcare, free education people hate when i say free education because we pay so many taxes right, right. but um i would think you know when you get everything handed to you instead of actually learning fucking up on your own mm -hmm. actually dealing with severe consequences you're easier to be manipulated in a way mm -hmm. now in denmark when you when you say you, that you have free healthcare how how would you rate your healthcare system it's uh i would say it's pretty good as far okay. as i'm aware um yeah and would you like I would, I'm, I would, which is awesome because I'll probably look up the stats on it, but would you say for the majority of most, like one out of every, how many people would you say is obese in Denmark? So, so what do you consider obese? I mean, there are a lot of overweight, I would say, but obese, probably not that many. Yeah. Obese, like, uh, like 220 pound male at average height, 200 pound male at average height. Yeah. Probably not that many, not that many. Right. So when you come here and the average male is 200 pounds, you know, like our average is obese. So yeah. I, I, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just, I don't think like your country could have so, socialized medicine the way it does with, with our, with our population. And I think that that's the, that's the breakdown for American people because people point out, well, Denmark, well, Canada, although Canada's healthcare system is horrible. Uh, England, they have the NHS and granted they pay more taxes, but then everything's taken care of, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I, again, I would love to believe that we could do this, but it would take an incredible buy-in from the American people 
to be healthier. You know what I mean? Because like, it sounds to me like not only do you guys pay into your system heavily in taxes, but at least it's already taken care of. Mm. Like, but the thing is, for the most part, you guys are healthier. I wonder if like you guys would have the same level of health that we would have. Uh, I wonder if that would remain. You know what I mean? I, I wonder if that would that would that would be possible because uh, I do believe like your prevalences of cardiovascular disease are massively lower than ours, stuff like that. You know. Um, what is like uh, from where you're at from where you're at in the world to where we're at in the world? How seriously do people take COVID? Where you're at? People took it very seriously, um, very very seriously. Yeah. Like if you could not, you could not have a discussion with anybody about COVID being a hoax or you could not even like open a discussion about COVID. Like well, the, it was set think, in stone that it was dangerous as fuck. Yeah. See that, see that, that's the problem. Like, cause I think the people that like put, like put it as like COVID doesn't exist. It's a hoax. Well, of course it's a virus. It's cold. You know what I mean? Like, and like my problem, my thing was that even the data shows it's just a cold. You mm. know what I mean? And then, but because some people decided like, oh, I don't even believe it exists. Other people would be like, be able to say something just as extreme. Like we have this like massively swinging pendulum in America where we have people on the right saying like full on like stuff that like to the conversation is just extremities. And the same thing on our left where we should, in my mind, not only us, but just people in the world sit down and be like, okay, what are we what, like, where, where are we actually at with this? Like worldwide, uh, this virus killed in the last in, in the first three years of its existence, killed way less people than m many other things. So we should determine as a people of the world, like what caused this, like what caused this massive restructuring of our society and hysteria around what would be what it would have been, you know, something that we historically would have just kind of okay, let's make sure the elderly people are taken care of and like let's try to avoid contact and everybody else everybody else who's young, like we should have encouraged people your age to literally just, you guys should have been nightclubbing and, and partying for like all of like early 2020 into like late 2020. Like we should have been encouraging you guys to all like, you know, get natural immunity as quickly as possible. Because if we would have had, if we would have had the entirety of the population under 65 of the world mix and mingle and everybody else that's high risk or of 65 try to like lock down for like a month, like seriously, like they can isolate if they want to, because I'm not even mm. believe, like, let's explain the risk. But the the data showed that if you're under 65, it's kind of a cold, you know what I mean? And developing natural immunity, if we would have done that, the massive majority of the population, especially of the um, uh, the moving population, like the people that are out and about all the time, they would have developed natural immunity, been good, you know, and there would have been less less overall death. Somebody said, I don't know about this take. This take is what we've done historically for fucking ever, just so you know. This take is what we did for MERS, which is massively fucking more, more health or more uh, more deadly than the vid was. This is what we did for SARS, again, case by case, massively more deadly than what the vid was. The vid, literally, by the data, is a cold. It, it, is, it is no more dangerous than the seasonal flu to people under 65, statistically speaking. Like, by their own massively inflated statistics too. People are on there on there that passed away in car accidents that they listed as a vid death. So, and that's reality also. But if I even just accept there, because this person, this person said, I'm not sure about this take. This take is the numbers. 
this take is literally like literally the numbers. In fact, give me one second. We'll go over something. Give me one more second. This is as of January 8th. This is the COVID testing area or the COVID numbers on the CDC website. If you don't want to believe in the CDC, maybe then we don't then we don't lock down, we don't do anything. Okay. This is our government's website. If you go to this is all of it. If you just go to whoop, hang on. if you just go to COVID and you go by year. This is what has happened, okay? All people passed away in all ways in 2020 from the vid, which by the way, it was in the United States in 2019, fully going. When we first noticed it in April, it was already at, uh, it was already peaked. If you check out FARS law, it had already peaked. Uh, and FARS law is a, a virological term people should look up. It's a virological uh, theory that proves true almost every time about the peaking of different viruses and their infection rates to R. So obesity killed more people in 2020 than the vid. Straight up obesity did. Cardiovascular disease, obesity, type 2 diabetes, uh, all cancer, avoidable, all the avoidable lifestyle-driven chronic illnesses add up to about 1.6 million deaths in America in 2020 about the same in 2021 and about the same in 2022. We're a weekend, if you take 5%, oh, for over 5% of deaths from the vid, there was only mentioned one cause of the certificate. So only 5% of these people passed away from this, just so everybody understands. So that is very low a week. I mean, I'm sorry that, that people don't understand that, but it is very low a week. Uh, it's, Wait, so five percent of those numbers died. Yeah, everybody else died with it. Everybody else had four or more ah, other okay, serious comorbidities. And if okay. you look at the age, the age bracket, by the way, the age group. So let's let's just do the total. Okay, the total is a million people in over three years. That is, I mean, to be honest, that that's if we would have counted the seasonal flu of 2017, 2018, which did, by the way result in more hospitalizations in a four-month period than all of 2020 for COVID, um, we would, we would, you would see that very, that very similar number. Like if we counted the seasonal flu the same way that they are accounting COVID for this right here, the number would be larger likely, just so everybody gets it, right? But when you look at how many people over the age of 65 and under the age of 65 have passed away, and then you calculate it up with these people all having, for the majority of them, four plus more uh four plus more comorbidities and being sickly you know this this was a very high you know highly defined at-risk group of elderly people fat people and very seriously immunocompromised people everybody else literally we should have done what we've always done encourage these people to mingle get natural immunity 80 to 90 percent of them literally would not have even noted known they had this you were know? there any governments anywhere in the world that were like, uh, like, uh, no, we're not going to give out vaccines or did everyone like, I feel like literally every country in the world jumped on the vaccine train. 
Um, I do believe they did. I do believe that that, that um, there's some deals with Pfizer and, and the other companies. If you would, I mean, uh, I think that there's like they, like they sign contracts with governments, which is absolutely not what they should do. Uh, to me, like people need to like like get to the fact that like. If they're not willing to share their information with you for something that needs emergency use authorization, maybe we absolutely shouldn't use it. You know, like you should know what's going in your body. Um, but to me, like, I just don't. I, I, I wish that like people could see that, like the actual healthy way of, about this would have been to absolutely uh, like go towards, you know, you choose on your own. And I get this question all the time. Do those lives not matter, though, even if you have comorbidities? They should. They should matter to you very much. If you have comorbidities, you should do whatever you can, especially if it's lifestyle driven, to mitigate those. We did not encourage anybody to do that in America, uh, Haley. Uh, we just got people fatter. And these people, of course, their lives matter. They can choose to stay in. Their choice, like them being uh, high risk should not affect anybody else. It, sh it shouldn't even affect their choice. Like if you're high risk and you want to go out and because like – if you're if you got stage four cancer and you've been on chemotherapy for the last 10 years and your prognosis is six months to live, should you not be able to go out and live? Should you not be able to or stay in? Should you not accept, be able to accept your own risk? So my thought process is we should have encouraged. We should have told people the risks and told them, hey, for people under 65, this is less deadly than a seasonal flu. However, people do die of the seasonal flu every single year. We should have informed people of risk and then let them take their own chances. You see. Me caring about like at, pretending like I don't care about people with comorbidities when my entire life is dedicated to helping people relieve themselves of lifestyle driven chronic illnesses and comorbidities is kind of fucking stupid, uh, just to be frank. But those lives, of course, matter. They matter enough where I would have said, hey, you know, we have this. If I was secretary of health for the United States, it would have been, hey, we've got this new flu. You can check out all of the studies at this right here. Here's the. Opinions for lockdown. Here's the opinions against lockdown. Here's the opinions for masks. Here's the opinions against masks. We'll do an entire podcast and we'll, we'll have people on here with dissenting voices so you can hear both sides. So you then as a, a full on adult American with freedom of choice to uh, go about your life as a free person, you can make decisions whether you uh, want to spend the entirety of the next however long inside because you're what you take this risk very seriously or if you just want to go about your life and live it the way you want to, you can do whatever you want to do. That's what we should have done to automatically leap to we should have taken people's freedom away is insanity. Imagine if we would have tried to do, tried to do this for chickenpox, right? Chickenpox, when you get it, uh, when you when you get chickenpox when you're older, it can fucking kill you, right? If, if an adult gets chickenpox, it can absolutely fucking kill you, right? If you get it when you're young, it ain't no big deal. Like... You've ever heard of chicken pox parties when they parents would take their child over to another parent's place that had a child that had chicken pox? You get a day off. I, I got a day off school to go visit my friend who I was barely even friends with. Uh, I barely knew him from school, but my mother and like three or four other of my mother's friends and my friends all made sure that we all went to this dude's house, this kid's house, because he got chicken pox. So we could all get chicken pox because getting chicken pox when you're younger and developing the natural immunity from it is much safer than getting chicken pox when you're older. This is what we have done throughout history is we have always focused on the young getting natural immunity because they are vigorous and they uh, they recover well. And then they have natural immunity. So then the virus does stop with them, no matter what virus it is normally, because 
they already have natural immunity. They're not going to get it. They're not going to pass it on. It's not like when you get, say, an experimental therapy that just masks the symptoms and causes you to still spread it, you know, because then you don't know you have symptoms and you're out and about and still spreading it. Like natural immunity is always 100% of the time going to be the best way for us to go to. And we should always go to the low risk population, which again, for this virus, as seen as early as January from the data coming out of China and from Italy, it was a virus predominantly very bad for the extremely elderly and the very fat. Uh, I mean, just, just to put it that way. So we should have warned them, hey, maybe you might be in trouble because one, you're old or two, you've gluttoned yourself to a state of fragility that's the same as an elderly person. Um, and you can go in or not, but you might be in a little bit of trouble with this virus. I, but if you're not, uh, if you decide not to, we can't stop you. That's what should have happened. So those lives matter. They should, I will say this, that those lives matter because we could have easily protected the elderly way better than we did. Because pretending what we did actually helped elderly people is a gross fucking statement. Anyway, Will, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't. I, no, I know no, you're no. This is very guess, interesting. But this is my this is my healthcare aspect. We did not help the elderly people out either, especially by putting infected people back into our nursing homes, causing mass death and destruction. We also spent the first like I don't know six months killing people with ventilators in America too, which showed not to work. I find it amazing how for the very beginning of this we needed more ventilators. We needed more ventilators. We needed more ventilators. And then all of a sudden it was announced that ventilators were killing people. And then we never spoke about it again. Like nobody said, hey, should we hold these people accountable that just killed like tens of thousands of people with ventilators instead of treating them early? I mean, people just glossed over that. But to in any way imply that all of society should in some way suffer for the weakest among us and we should actually teetotal our economy for to protect the weakest among us, you're putting like all that does like lockdowns just make more sickly people. My evidence, 2020, 2021 and 2022. You know, like that, us mitigating against uh, trying to hide from nature, hide from a cold, one, can't be done. People, this is an endemic virus. By the time it got to America, it was already endemic. It had already been around the world. It's way epidemiology works. I don't understand why they didn't discuss this, but it had already been around the world. You were not avoiding this. At some point in time, everybody on the fucking planet will get COVID. You're not going to hide. You're not hiding from shit. It's, it's literally like thinking you can stop the tide. We are not protecting elderly people by having them half out, half in society. We are not protecting them by like, hey, just go to Walmart at a different time. They're still in the fucking Walmart, okay? Like what we did did not protect anybody at all. Not, and if you think it did, explain the disparity between places that stayed open like Florida and places that locked down like other places where, where we did better, you know? Or the same, or even just the same. Because if you locked down, had a, you know, wore 25 facial diapers, and you know you had to have a card to show you got a fucking jibby jab everywhere you fucking went, and you have the same outcomes as people that didn't do any of that shit. You got to admit that your shit didn't work, which it was never going to work because facial decorations have never in the history of fucking epidemiology stopped a virus ever, ever stop ever. To thinking that six feet is anything but an imaginary made up number makes you just fucking stupid. I mean, it just makes you dumb. It's six feet. I can smell a fucking person's fart from across the goddamn room, but you think six feet's gonna stop a virus through a fucking, you know, through a fucking piece of fucking cloth? It's dumb. We allowed people to be stupid for fucking three years instead of like waking the fuck up. To think that we should destroy all of society to protect a few people like that can protect themselves? Like that's the thing. You can protect yourself. You know who is not too social, who's not about, who's pretty isolated already? An 85-year-old that has four serious comorbidities. They're pretty fucking isolated. 
in my professional opinion, and I will remind you that that was my fucking specialty for 12 years as a healthcare executive, where I mainly did nutrition for skilled nursings, long-term cares, hospitals, a lot of elderly people, right? They're pretty isolated. They still all died anyway. You know why? Because people that have four plus comorbidities and the average age, which you saw, by, which we see by this chart, the average age of people that have passed away is that of the age of a life expectancy. It's like 78 to 80 is on that chart, is the average age, the complete average age. Those are the people, the average age of 78 and four serious comorbidities, those are the people that do the dying. I mean, it's maybe sounds like a harsh thing. I think we in our, our society, we've gotten away from this and, I'll, and then I'll pop it over to you. We've gotten away from the fact that death happens. It's unfortunate, but it does. The people that do the dying are normally the very elderly and the people for the most part in America that abuse their health. You know, it's a very small minority of people that, you know, are in accidents and shit like that. It's, it's our main causes of death are people that eat themselves, smoke themselves and drink themselves to a state of ill health. It is avoidable. So to close down all of society, to protect people that are already fairly isolated and other people that didn't take their health seriously and continue not to now, I don't see why everybody should have to suffer for that. So, and that may sound mean, but I don't understand how trying to get these people to be healthier and then actually protecting the elderly. Like if we would have actually locked them down, if we would have actually paid like it, skilled nursing, I would have just brought the entire crew in. You ha always have a couple extra beds. I would have paid them 24 hours a day overtime for about a month and a half, completely lock these buildings down, have the staff stay. That way nobody's infected. It can't come in or out. You know what I mean? Like anything like that for three weeks a month. Everybody else, go out and get it. Fucking, you know, if you want to, go out and get it. Try to fucking get, try to fucking get it, get over it, especially if you're low risk. Then you'll have immunity. The R will be less. It will fucking stamp it out quickly. It'll still come back because guess what? It's now an endemic virus anyway. That's the thing. We tried to hide over something that's with us forever. It's fucking ridiculous. How Have things gone back to somewhat pre-pandemic and where you're at, Will? Yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly don't think there are any restrictions anymore at all. People don't really talk about COVID anymore. Like sometimes, it, you know, like my grandparents will talk about, oh, it's time to get the next booster. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll try to talk them out of it, but they won't listen. <laughs> um, but no, really, like it's pretty much back to normal for the most part. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so it's like people just got over it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're done with this. Yeah. So the deadliest virus in the world and everybody just got over it. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of craziness to me. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that alone, because that's how it is a lot of places too. Like the very second that they removed the mask mandate on, on planes and people cheered, you knew they were like most of society's over it. They realized that it's not, I mean, they realized that it's, frankly, it's showing to be less deadly than obesity because obesity kills about 300,000 to you know, 400,000 people a year, just obesity. People die from just from the massive shutdown of systemic, like uh, multi-system shutdown, just obesity a mm. year. So it's more, it's, you know, obesity is more deadly than COVID. Yeah. I mean, statistically speaking, but you know, are we going to lock down for, for obesity? You know, like, nope. I mean, uh, I mean, are, are we going to all of a sudden do something about that? No, we're going to tell fat people that they're awesome every single day. Right. So, 
I thought this would be like, I, I thought that oh, I wanted to get to some of the comments because we probably enraged some people. <laughs> if anybody has any questions for Will about anything, what he does, and Will, please do, while I'm looking for a comment here, tell people where they can find your podcast, your other social media, everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can look up Willcast Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. The full length conversations are on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, almost any social media platform. Um, if you want to see my TikTok outside of the podcast, I'm, I'm Patrick Will on TikTok. Are you there? Yes, I think I cut out. Uh, I think you cut out too. How do you like TikTok? Like, like is that your preferred one? Uh, no, not really. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's it's what I started with. I, and I haven't actually done much with my personal brands on TikTok anymore. Um, it's a very interesting platform. And what I've gathered is it's the life uh, span of a follower or people who follow you is, is not the same as on other social media platforms. People are their Their retention is very low on TikTok compared mm-hmm. to, I mean, in general on social media, but TikTok, especially like people are very hasty to leave comments, especially if, if you've done something that's what they consider controversial. Um, yeah. I, I like, I'm on my 25th TikTok account. Um, <laughs> and the weird thing is like, it's almost guaranteed. Like what I find funny is that like, it's so blatant. Like I my a video, I'll have a video go viral. And I tell Crystal this every time, anytime a video is viral, I know it's, I'm getting deleted. Like yeah. I, 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 they just delete the channel. Like we had, we had one video. I forget what, it, I forget which one it was. And it was getting like for two days, it got like 20,000 views an hour. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, and yeah. it was just cranking. And like, you could just every, like every hour I'm going up a thousand followers and all like that. And I was like, this channel is going to be gone when we wake up. And it was gone. <laughs> I didn't, they didn't even give me, they did not give me the option to appeal. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were, it's, it's so, it's so funny. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually do like, I, I, I like TikTok because I do think that people are spreading information there. I just think it's very clear who it's aimed at. Mm. I mean, it's it, like, it is like literally the breeding ground of weakness in society. Like people go on there to claim victimhood. It's like it's like the victimhood app. Like people just yeah, want to yeah. like. It's like the victimhood Olympics. It's fucking crazy. Um, so it's like uh, it's like Facebook for young people. I feel like yeah. Like, it's where, like Facebook is, it's more like uh, yeah. middle aged uh, people that argue a lot in the comments, and on TikTok, it's more like teenagers, I guess, maybe yeah. young adults in their twenties. This guy says, if a private business said a mask was needed as, as their property, I wear one as those are the rules. I just don't go there. I would never go to a business that told me what I needed to wear over my face. Ever, 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 ever. Like compliance is how people get become enslaved. And just, you know, same thing here. Still have to wear one in the hospital setting. I would fucking like, I would have them explain to me why. Masks are dangerous, just say no. That if anything, they help increase the spread of, of disease because unless you're using the, san- the proper sanitation process to don and doff a mask, which I used to teach this class, you are in fact increasing your chances of infecting yourself and others, thus actually doing public service uh, a, dis- a disservice or public health a disservice. If you... 
do not sanitize your hands, then take your mask off, then sanitize your hands. And what, but to put another sanitized new fresh mask on and then sanitize your hands again and then avoid touching your face at all in between that, you in fact are increasing your chance of infection. If you have ever done this, you, you, you are at more of a chance of, of infecting yourself with any type of communicable disease, get alone bacterial infections and stuff like that, than if you would have worn none. Because you have then now just put the mask that is collecting all of your expelled toxins back on your face. But also, whenever you take it off, touch it with your hands, do anything like that, put it on your neck, put it up over your head, you're getting the bacteria from your skin. It's devoid of logic. Yeah. And if we were a serious country, there would have been a PSA to how to properly don and doff a mask instead of just saying everybody wear masks. There, was, there would have been constant PSAs to do it correctly. Constant. If, if the goal was health, there would have been constant education on how to wear a mask, on how to you know do all sorts of other things. There wasn't. There was just wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, right? And the same people that were screaming at people being anti-maskers are now when screaming at people being anti-vaxxers. But since you have a history with the masks of being so stupid, I wouldn't expect you to believe to, to, to get the, ma- the, 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 the vaxxer thing right. Anyway. Uh, did you see those, um, the masks that were kind of like shields that arched up like this? Yeah. And they were um, uh, open at the top and then closed at the bottom. So literally like the bacteria would collect inside this mask. <laughs> so yeah. fucking stupid. There were so many dumb things done. Like, I mean, like I could, the problem is nobody asked why. Like, why, why did that happen? Yeah. Like, why, why, why do people not see this for how stupid it is? Like, why, you know, why are we even just, why are we even entertaining this ridiculousness, you know? But I just like I, I found I found it really really interesting to hear your thoughts on on this. When do you plan on coming back to Florida? Do you plan on coming back to the states? Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm not sure. It's um, um, you know, I would love to live in America at some point, but it's hard to get in, man. Like, uh, it's hard to get proper visas to live there. Love mm-hmm. a green card, but that's even harder. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm planning on probably going to Denver um, this summer. Yeah. have a few friends there. Florida, I'm not sure, but I would love to come back to Florida. Um, well, let me know again. Uh, let me know again. I'd love to do your podcast again. Uh, yeah, we should do and, it in person. Uh, oh, that would be cool. I mean, if, if, you, when, if you're like, well, I'm not going to fly. I'm not flying out of the country. But, no. when you're in, but, when, but when you're in the States, let me know. We'll try to set that up because yeah, I'm, not absolutely. Flying, I'm, not, I'm not leaving the country. So, do you, <laughs> do you need to be vaccinated to leave America still? I don't know. To tell you, mm. I, I I gotta be real. I'm pretty good to not like. I'll I'll leave Florida for business, but besides mm. business and see my my parents. But besides that, I'm pretty good in Florida. It's it's all the country I need. Mm. Um, I I stopped tr- like the whole concept of will they let you in? Like the whole concept that my country could have possibly not let me in, depending on their their decision. Like to me, is such a massive uh, overstatement of what their authority is. Like, I'm a citizen, you work for me, here's my fucking ID, let me the fuck in. Um, And I don't trust that they won't just all of a sudden arbitrarily close the border down again. I am a little PTSD about this because to be real, we were the last cruise ship that was allowed back in uh, the United States when the pandemic hit. I was on a cruise on March March 15th of 2020 when, when it was announced. Uh, wow. and they, there was, there was, there was uncertainty of whether we were going to be allowed back in the United States. Oh my God. So my traveling abroad, mm. uh, is a little like I, not, not too much, too worth the stress to me. 
mm. you know, like about that shit right now. Yeah. But possibly, but I would. But if you come to the states, we'll try to figure something out because that's yeah. outstanding. That'd Absolutely. Be awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, everybody else, I just wanted to let everybody else know that I'm going to be live again here in about a half an hour after I take care of a few other things. I'm going to be talking about uh, Miss Remy Batter and her claim that Ozempic, going off of this weight loss drug Ozempic, made her gain twice the weight back. So we're going to be taking an avid look at that. But man, I wanted to thank you again. Uh, definitely, re the, definitely reach out. I'd like to do your podcast again sometime soon. Have you back mm -hmm. on again sometime soon to get your opinion. I think it's good to have a younger person's opinion on sometimes. So if I have a topic uh, that, that seems to be like a, it's more of a an age spanning thing, we can't we can do it. You seem like a little bit like you're like a generation Generation X kid, even though you're young. So yeah, uh, that, that's, that'll be kind of weird. It's got to be it's got to be tough for you, like because your generation in this world is very fucking weak. It's but, it's really hard to relate to people my age. I feel like. Like America had to be even worse. Like people your age in America are just fucking. It's like it's there's. I mean, if there, of course there's good ones, but like for the most part, they're like, it's like the the victimhood Olympics. Like we we yeah. definitely gave these people way too many participation trophies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of sad, but anyway, man. Thank you very much. Tell everybody one more time yes. where they can find you. Willcast podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. There, that's the full length conversations. I also post shorts and clips that are more easily digestible for the people that have low uh, retention. Low attention span. Yeah, um, yeah. Willcast podcast, and thank you, Alan, for having me on. It's always a, a blast to talk to you. I appreciate you, man, very much. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Peace. All right, bye.